Welcome to the YouTube Creators Hub podcast, where we help you conquer the internet one video at a time. We cover everything from how to start a YouTube channel to how to make a video go viral. And now, here's your host, the one and only Dusty Porter. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 191 of the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. Dusty Porter here, the host of this wonderful show. It is that time of week again where we get to hear another awesome interview with a wonderful YouTube creator. And we get to kind of peek behind the curtain, per se, uh, of the different tips and strategies that they're going to share with us today. And we have an amazing guest Um, Emmanuel Jones from the Depression Talks YouTube channel has grown his YouTube channel very quickly. He's a graphic designer by trade, YouTuber by night. Uh, That's kind of what I like to say, Uh, but he has some awesome stuff to share with us today. Thank you again to TubeBuddy for allowing us to continue producing the show at the quality that we do so. Um, If you want to check out TubeBuddy, you can click the links in the show notes of this podcast. Um, You know, they got a free browser plug-in as well as a mobile app on Android and iPhone. It is the Swiss Army Knife of tools uh, on YouTube You've heard me say that hundreds of times over, uh, but it's true. Uh, I had a young lady uh, who I was consulting with. She um, was running a crafting YouTube channel, growing very quickly, uh, almost to 100,000 subscribers now, but she was really unsure of uh, the different technical aspects of some things on the YouTube side, and I introduced her to TubeBuddy, and she just absolutely fell in love like most people do, so definitely go check them out. And speaking of falling in love, I've, I'm in love with all of my patrons uh, over on the Patreon page who support this show for as little as a dollar. Um, you know, a few bucks a month, uh, you know, even a smaller sum than a cup of coffee. The one that I bought this morning, it's uh, outrageously expensive. Starbucks, what are you doing? Um, but uh, with that, if you support us over on Patreon, um, you get a bunch of different perks over there. One of those perks being you get access to the um, the patrons only discord where you can share links to your videos, to your channel. Uh, and I'm making a vow now. I'm going to do a better job in the new year of being active on that discord. Um, we have a, a ton of absolute phenomenal creators over there who are willing to give feedback so you can check out our link uh, patreon link in the show notes of this podcast go support us over there and if anything even if it's not for any of the perks if you just want to support the show because you're like man you help me out uh, i want to throw you a couple of bucks that's always very much appreciated uh, going into the new year, I do want to say that uh, the schedule is going to remain the same. I'm going to continue to do one interview a week uh, unless you know a personal or an emergency comes up. But normally, uh, I stick to one interview a week on Wednesdays or Thursdays, depending on the guest uh, and their schedule. Um, I'm already like four or five ahead of the game, so I've got like three or four already recorded. I've got this one for this week. Uh, so in the new year, if you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast now. And I want to, before we jump into this week's interview, I want to let you uh, kind of look behind the scenes here at the uh, YouTube Creator Sub Studios. Um, for episode number two, which was released almost four years ago now, in the month of November of 2019, all right, get this, last month, episodes two, three, four, and five, each of them averaged 50 listens. And through the analytics app that I use, you can see that about 60 to 80% of 60 to 80, 60 to 65% of those people listen to almost the entire episode. So it's not like they're accidentally downloading these. So people are coming onto the show, they're discovering the YouTube Creators Hub podcast, and they're like, oh, the value is there. Let's go listen to the old interviews. Because honestly, the older interviews, 
have not lost their value. There are great tips and techniques and strategies in the older episodes of this podcast. I encourage you, if you're a new listener, subscribe so you get the new ones. But if you have time as you're working out, as you're cooking or you're doing stuff around the house, pop the headphones in, listen to some older episodes. We've got some absolute killers uh, that I, I go back and listen to some of them over and over again because of the, the value that the guest or, or the conversation kind of provided to us. So definitely go do that. Thank you, as always, for listening to the show. Your support, you listening to the show, you downloading the show, you subscribing to the show, that helps more than anything. And in closing, speaking of helping out, if you'd go over to iTunes, whatever iTunes location or region you're on, leave us a review. I will do my best to give you a shout out on next week's episode. Thank you guys so much. Let's go ahead and jump into this week's conversation. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's conversation on the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. I am super excited today to be joined by Emmanuel Jones from the Depression Talks YouTube channel. Um, having bipolar depression himself, he's learned how to fight the constant battle of self-sabotage and neglect. He's overcome a suicide attempt, stopped letting depression run his life, and transformed his lack of confidence into self-esteem, into believing in his self and his self-worth. This is why he loves helping others do the same thing on his YouTube channel. So, with that being said, Emmanuel, how you doing today, man? I am doing great. Thank you so much for ha having me. No, I am. Uh, I'm, I'm honored myself. I think you've got a, a lot of awesome stuff going on over on your YouTube channel. Again, as I mentioned there in the opening, the name of his channel is Depression Talks. You've got such a great looking channel, and it all kind of makes sense now. When I went to your channel, I was like, man, this channel looks legit. And then when I asked you what you did for a living, you were like, oh, I'm a graphic designer. And I was like, oh, now it's coming to me. <laughs> I understand. You're good at your job. I like it. Um, and so you're upwards of over 10,000 subscribers now. Congratulations in, in the short lifespan of your channel. Um, so the first question I want to ask you is this. How did you first start out on YouTube? And can you give me a little bit of a description about your YouTube channel? Yes. So first I'll get the description. Uh, and on Depression Talks, we openly talk about mental health and how to live your best life with depression. Uh, and I help teach different mindsets, tips and tricks on living a different life instead of thinking that there's no hope, you are given hope. Uh, but the channel first started off with uh, a man with an eye. I talked about every single thing. And then after a lot of personal experiences, I started to learn that niching down was the way to go and I'm very passionate about mental health as you said earlier I have bipolar depression so it's something that's very close to me so now it's focused on helping people know that they're not alone when it comes to mental health so I mean I love the premise of the channel what gave you the confidence though to say okay I've got this thing that can be uh, polarizing I mean people you know with with depression a lot of folks don't like talking about it uh, whether it be anxiety depression whatever they, they've, they've dealt with but you've just absolutely ripped the band-aid off and you're just covering all of these just uh, amazing topics that I think are helping so many people out you know coming from someone who's been there kind of what helped you get the confidence that you needed to, to do this and put yourself out there? I, I think that's a great question. I believe that a lot of people, um, when it comes to their passion, once you believe in your passion, it trumps your fears. And my passion is helping others know that they're not alone. And yes, being on camera, talking openly about my mental health can be scary at times, but helping people to me is way more important than my fear. So that's how I was able to over overcome it, thinking about the audience instead of myself. 
I love that. I love that. Now, that that's one of the things that people ask me all the time. They're like, well, how do you avoid burnout? How do you avoid this and that? And, and my main answer to that question is always make sure that you are super passionate about the topic that you're covering, whether it be technology or YouTube is the case of this podcast or depression and anxiety in the case of what you're doing over at Depression Talks. I love that. So what is the best part for you, Emmanuel, uh, of making YouTube videos as a career? Like what's the best, not, not, not a full-time career, but like something that maybe you aspire to, what's the best part for you of being on YouTube? The biggest part of me that I love about doing YouTube is being able to express and create. Uh, in life, I feel like having some form of an outlet in terms of an artistic outlet is so healthy. And through creating YouTube videos, being able to reply to comments, talking to the audience, all of it is a form of expression. So that is my favorite part of being able to do YouTube. Yeah, that that having that flexibility and the liberty to talk about something that could change lives, possibly save lives in the case of the topic that you are covering. Um, mm-hmm. what, what power that comes with that, right? And responsibility. Um, yep. that, that, that we, we say the things that are accurate, that we, we share a message that, that we believe in. And I mm-hmm. just absolutely think that in your case, it's so critical that there are people out there like yourself talking about these topics because there are so many people dealing with them. Um, right. let me ask you this. What's one of the coolest interactions you've had with someone who's watched one of your videos? Can you get like, tell us a story of maybe something that, uh, that they, they've, you know, maybe they've dealt with something and they've reached out to you. What's a cool story? Yes, um, that's such a great question. <laughs> uh, no, I've had so I've had a lot of people reach out to me through uh, Instagram messages or through comments or personal emails. And one that really stuck out to me was a lady, and I won't get too much into her personal story, but she basically said that by listening to to the podcast, the Depression Talks podcast, she said that she was listening to it in tears and. She felt like for the first time in her life that she's not alone when it comes to mental health and battling depression. And that actually, you know, made me very emotional because that was a time where I felt like I giving up. I felt like, you know, giving this message out there, it was tiring. I felt exhausted. But messages like that, it came in at the perfect time and it showed me that what I'm doing is making impact. What I'm doing is showing people that they're not alone. And that's one of the biggest things I love about doing this thing is the personal messages that I get from uh, doing this YouTube channel and podcast. What a cool thing as a creator to have people that are consuming your content. A lot of time it's, it's a shot in the arm, right? Like we read mm-hmm. these comments and maybe we're feeling down or we're like, ah, oh, we didn't get as many views on that video or that many downloads on that podcast as we thought we should have. Right. And mm-hmm. we get these comments or these, these DMS and Twitter or Facebook or whatever. And they're like, you have no idea how that bit of content that you created, like really, really helped me out. Um, and you know, these people, these, these people who are commenting on our videos, these are real people. Um, you know, whether they're trolls or whether they're positive influences, they're real people. And and to think that we can have impact on them is, is super cool. Yeah. Um, Just for a quick second. Yeah. I think that when it comes to doing YouTube, we do tend to focus so much on the views and subscribers and how many, how much subscribers is growing per month and per video. But what we tend to forget is that one person, just one person across from that screen, you are impacting in a positive way. And that is the world right there. So think about 
impacting one person at a time and that way you still feel fueled and motivated to continue to make videos yeah that's so cool i love that that's such a good bit from you there thank you so much for uh for for being honest with us and transparent that's what i love about this podcast um what's uh out of the videos that you've made what's one of your most like favorite videos that you've ever created hmm <laughs> um one of my most favorite videos that I ever created. Okay. Okay. I really got to think about that for a second. Yeah, I know there out of all the ones that you've made. I mean, just, it doesn't have to be your, your top video, right. but like what is one that you think of? You're like, Oh man, this bit, this thing that I did here, this was so cool. Okay. Hmm. Okay. I think, okay. One of my favorite videos that I did had to be, a live stream actually, and it was crossing the 10,000 subscriber mark. That was one of my favorite videos that I've done because a lot of people came onto the live stream, live stream to show support, and I was able to talk directly to my audience and just share with them exactly what I'm going through, like how the experience was, and they were so open and receiving and heartwarming. So my favorite video had to be the live stream. Honestly, doing any live stream with the audience it, are my favorite times because I'm being my complete self and the audience just, you know, they're, they're there for me um, and impacting them live and seeing the comments live. I just love doing a live stream. So it's not particularly one video that has to do it for me, but live streams in general definitely has to be my favorite type of video. Yeah, getting that live interaction with people is such a rush. It's such a cool thing that, you know, that we're, we had the technology to be able to do that on YouTube. I, I, I agree with you. Live streams are some of my favorite time. I don't do them enough, but they're absolutely some of my favorite times. Um, sure. Let's talk a little bit technology and strategy a little bit. Um, your channel, you know, is, is not that old of a channel, uh, but you've grown really fast. You've got a really tight-knit community that's very active on all of your videos. What would you say is the one or two things that you've done to grow your channel that that you can look back at that other people could implement in their channels that, that have helped you kind of succeed so instead of saying the common things like staying consistent even though those are very important things staying consistent make sure you're uploading on at least twice a week because if you upload once a month it's kind of hard to gain that traction but the the two points that i think that are deeper than what we commonly hear are the first one is Find out what your passion is. A lot of times we go on YouTube because we want to get famous or we want to build an audience, but we forget that burnout is a real thing. So you want to make sure that you're creating videos to help you find that thing that you're truly passionate about talking about. The second thing I would say is just start. Yes, that's another common thing that we hear, but you have to start. We are so scared because we deal with something called perfectionism. We want the first video to be perfect. We want, you know, we're scared about the opinions of others, but just start because mm -hmm. that is the first step and the only step that's going to get you to where you want to go when it comes to doing YouTube. How about the aesthetics of it? Um, you're a graphic designer. You've got your channel looking fantastic. I mean, it looks so sharp. What, what are some things that you think that, you know, looking at other people's channels that you're like, man, I wish they did that or this could look so much better. Like what, what are things that you've done to make your channel look so tight? Um, so as a graphic designer, I've learned different fundamentals such as proximity, contrast, things like that. So when it comes to your thumbnails, when it comes to your channel banner, you want to make them pop. The biggest thing I would suggest to anybody is going on Pinterest, searching on YouTube, different people that are in your niche 
and look at their channel headers. Just look at what examples are out there. And then I'm not saying copy them, but replicate them in your own way. And then you'll find out later, sooner or later, that wow, my thumbnails are looking how I want them to look, or they look like they're professional, just like these other videos. And that will get you started in the right direction of creating the artwork for your channel that really makes it pop. On your on your channel and on your channel page, you've done something that that a lot of people obviously recommend, and that's kind of have like a, a brand color and a brand look and, and you kind of streamline all your thumbnails and, and you can tell if you watch one of your videos what another one of your videos is going to look like as far as the thumbnail and the kind of the, 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 the looks of that. How important do you think that is to kind of have somewhat of a brand like you have done kind of with the Depression Talks channel? I think that's very essential. When you are let's say someone is searching on YouTube and they type in how to get subscribers on YouTube. There's gonna be so many videos that populate. So when, by having a brand mark on your thumbnail, if they watch that one video on a suggested video, they're going to notice and see your video again. And they're going to say, hmm, this thumbnail branding looks exactly like this one. This must be the same YouTube creator. That creates that, um, that creates what's called, I'm trying to think about the word. Okay, that creates familiarity. That creates you know familiarity and them understanding that this channel is your channel and they're gonna keep coming back for more because they recognize your thumbnail from others. Hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I, and that's why I ask you that question. I think it's important that people understand that. We already talked about kind of the best part of being on YouTube, being a YouTuber, but what, what, what do you think is the worst part? Like the most frustrating part of, of, of YouTube for you? The worst and most frustrating part when it comes to doing YouTube is caring so much about the analytics, too much. I'm not saying that di completely disregard the analytics, they're very important, but there is a point where you find yourself daily, multiple times a day, looking at those analytics. Did that video perform well? Did I get subscribers? Did I get the likes? Did I get comments? Hmm. And you're just constantly bombarding yourself with looking at that over and over and over again. So. I personally do not like that aspect of doing YouTube, so I've had to work on it myself and say, you know what, if I check it once a day, twice a day, that's still more than enough. I don't need to check it 10 times, 15 times a day to see how I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, especially us folks who have the kind of the OCD when it comes to that, you know, we, we're monitoring every little number. You know, I know for a while there, I was even putting my analytics into a separate spreadsheet and I was charting them out to kind of see kind of the growth even better than say YouTube does. I was worrying myself to death about the analytics. Um, I, and that can be something that you consume yourself with. Um, yes. So I completely understand that. Um, yeah. What piece of advice would you give someone who uh, is just starting out on YouTube or wanting to grow their channel? Give yourself at least 25 to 50 videos to really see how your channel is performing. Hmm. Sometimes we give up way too early and we don't have enough information to really say, hmm, this is working or, well, this is not working. So give yourself at least 25 to 50 videos to check to see if what's working, what's not working, and to see if you're actually passionate about doing YouTube. Yeah, and I heard someone say this, Emmanuel. They said that, you know, um, you're probably going to make 50 to 100 to 150 awful videos. Right, And, right. you know, whether you would like to admit that or not, that's just the truth of the matter. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, I say this all the time on this podcast, looking back at my older stuff, I'm like, oh my goodness, that's terrible. Why do I sound like that? What was I thinking? <laughs> um, and so with that being the case, you know, it gives you time to kind of iron out the kinks, gives you time to kind of get the ball rolling. And when you don't have that many subscribers or views, you can kind of do that. You have more flexibility than say, and you're kind of learning this now, when you get more subs, when you get more people who are expecting the type of content you create, it becomes a little bit kind of narrowing in that, you know, you, you have to kind of stay kind of in a box. And again, that's another conversation for another day, but you're absolutely right uh, when it comes to creating, you know, uh, you know, 50 to 100 videos. That sounds like a lot to people, but it's really not, is it, when it comes to in the terms of YouTube? It happens so fast, especially if you're staying consistent. I mean, let's say you're doing two videos a week. That that adds up over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. Let's talk about the typical day for Emmanuel. This is a newer question that I've been asking creators. I <laughs> love this. I love getting behind the scenes of kind of what it looks like. So from morning to night, what does a typical day look like for you? A typical day, I tend to work about 12 to 14 hours a day because I wake up around 7.30 and I go to work. From 8.30, I don't get back home until 6. So that's already a lot of hours devoted into my job a day. But then when I come back, it's time for me to start shooting YouTube videos and editing. So about 6.30 to 9.30, I spend shooting YouTube videos, editing, replying to comments, replying to DMs, creating episodes for the podcast, all my YouTube work. And I do that at least five to six days a week. So since I'm not doing YouTube full-time, I've had to learn how to balance a full-time job and doing YouTube part-time. But if you want results, if you want to get to where you want to go, that's what you got to do in order to get there. So what's the hardest part about balancing a full-time job and YouTube? The hardest part is devoting enough energy towards both because you have to make sure that you're still giving it your all during your full-time job or you might lose your job. And you have to make sure that you're still devoting enough energy and time to your YouTube channel too, because you don't want to create content where your audience knows or notices that you're tired, you're exhausted. So keeping up that energy, making sure you're getting sleep and eating healthy. So that way you're feeling your body with healthy stuff and you're able to feel a lot better and have more energy to give towards both things. Yeah, I I agree completely. And I think that you know, you can see just watching your content, you know, you're obviously into fitness as well. How important do you think it is as far as for people taking care of themselves, like taking care of their body and their mind and, and being able to present themselves? Because you're right. When people come on camera and they're tired or they're not into it, you can tell that. Like if I came on this microphone tonight and we recorded this podcast and I was just like, hey, Emmanuel, how are you doing? I mean, people people can under they can hear that. They can hear that through the microphone. They can see that. What are some ways that you've, com, you know, combat? What are some ways that you can combat that uh so when it comes to working on your physical body and your mind that is to me more important than doing youtube more important than a full-time job regardless if you do youtube or not working on your mind and physical body is essential for personal growth and development so the more you continue to work on yourself even okay so the more you continue to work on yourself the better value you can give to your audience Mm -hmm. if you're not okay it's hard to give that value to your audience because they can, like you said, they can tell in your voice, they can tell in the way you look, how you act, your presence on camera, the voice in the podcast, etc. Yeah, and people are like, why are you talking about fitness or why are you talking about this on a YouTube podcast? Well, it's it's integral that if you want to be an entrepreneur, if you want to run your business, if you have a full-time job, I mean, there's a very small percentage of people who get to do YouTube full-time. And so right. you're, you're, you know, even me, 
like doing what I do. YouTube is just a very small portion of what I do. It's, it's I'm very fortunate. I'm very glad that it's part of what I do, but it's only a piece. And so with that being said, you've got to have the energy. You've got to have the want to to get out there and, 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 and whether it be working out or, or go walking every day, whatever it is, and keep yourself kind of uh, you know ready to go. And that's it's very, very important. Um, what are your goals right now? Like, like, what are you wanting to do? You've got the 10 K subscribers, you're getting thousands of views a month. What are your goals for the depression talks YouTube channel? Right now, my current goal is, is, that's actually a really good question because when I crossed the 10,000 subscriber mark, a part of me felt like I did it. I did what I set out to do. I reached the 10 K mark and now I'm not focused on necessarily growing this, you know, community as much as I was before. Now I'm focused on, well, getting sponsors to help my community a lot better, to give them professional therapy help. Or I'm also thinking about growing my motivational speaking. So basically using my my platform to be able to reach out and do bigger things outside of YouTube. That's my current goal. Yeah, it's it's one of those things to where, you know, uh, a buddy of mine, Roberto Blake, that I had on the show uh, probably, I don't know, four or five months ago, um, he, uh, he always says this. He says, you know, use your YouTube each one of your YouTube videos as a business card. And it's so true that you can use your content to bring you other sources of revenue, not, yeah. not just the AdSense and the ad revenue. And let's talk about revenue for a minute. Um, mm-hmm. What are ways that you're making money on your YouTube channel, if at all? So I learned very quickly that if you just rely on YouTube for your income, what I mean by that is just relying on Google AdSense for your income, you will not be able to leave a nine to five in years <laughs> uh, unless you're getting tons of views, hundreds of thousands of views all the time consistently. So I've learned to develop multiple streams of income. So some of the ways that I'm doing that is by offering services like one-on-one life coaching since I am a certified life coach. I've also tried to build this motivational speaking business. Um, I started a second YouTube channel where I offer tips and tricks on how to grow YouTube channels. So what I've learned is different ways to build that type of income instead of just relying on the AdSense. So offer personal services and uh, offer a product, offer merchandise. And if you don't know any other ways of building an income, just go ahead and go to YouTube and type in different ways to earn income on YouTube. (laughs) That will give you enough answers right there. (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, So in addition to YouTube, um, what other hobbies do you have? Like what other things are you into? I am a very physical person. So when it comes to athletics, I do martial arts. I love playing soccer. I do play a lot of video games too. I play mm-hmm. games like FIFA, uh, Brawlhalla, uh, just all these different types of games. So outside of YouTube, you can either see me working out or you see me playing video games. <laughs> Let's talk the tech side of things for a minute. Hardware, software. If you're a YouTuber right now, where should they invest their money? So right now I'm rocking uh, a Nikon D5500. I have a 18-inch Halo ring light. And the last part of it is a Rode VideoMic Pro, and that's that's it. Uh, but I don't want that to I don't want that to deter anyone from understanding that all you need is a cell phone and natural lighting, which is just the sun. And if you have those two things, you can edit, you can post, and you can build a YouTube audience. 
Yeah, the uh, the barrier to entry is definitely way lower than what it used to be. That's definitely not an excuse that uh, that folks can uh, can use anymore. So I completely agree with you there. Uh, in closing, Emmanuel, thank you so much, by the way, for this this chat we've just had. This has been so great. It's been so good to talk to you. Um, yeah. If there's anyone out there right now who's struggling with depression or, you know, kind of the things that you cover on Depression Talks over on your YouTube channel, just real quickly in, in you know, 30 seconds to a minute, like what are, what are some things that you're covering that you think will be important for those people to hear? So first of all, thank you for having me on the podcast. Any opportunity to be able to impact people in a positive way and talk openly about mental health, I love it. So thank you so much for having me. But to anyone that's personally dealing with depression or mental health, uh, a lot of things that I'll quickly suggest is one, get professional help. Go ahead and see a psychiatrist, a therapist, go to the hospital, do anything you need to in order to get that help that you may need. There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, the second thing I would say is bump the mental health stigma. All right. The stigma needs to go away. And the more that we talk about open the more that we talk about mental health openly, the more people we can impact in a pop in a positive way and show them that they are not alone. Uh, and the last thing I would say is this YouTube channel is a great community. We call this community DT Nation. Uh, what the phrase is, we are the world, we are DT Nation. So if you feel alone, you feel like you have nobody to talk to, hit that subscribe button, go to Depression Talks, and join this awesome, loving community that shows you that you are not alone. Absolutely. And guys, the name of his channel is Depression Talks. As with every interview that I do here on the podcast, everything will be linked in the show notes for you to go you know, check out what he's doing and his channel. I think he's got a great, great channel, great work that he's doing over there. Emmanuel, I hope you keep doing what you're doing. Keep your head up. Keep, keep, keep grinding on YouTube. And I know you're going to be probably doing it full time here in the next couple of years. So thanks again for, uh, for coming on the podcast and we'll talk to you later. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to the YouTube Creators Podcast. We want to thank you and invite you to subscribe to the show, as well as support us on Patreon for great perks, such as having your YouTube channel featured on the show and a link on our website. Until next time, keep uploading those videos.